How's it going, my brothers and sisters? This is Steve Kitts. Thank you for joining us on During Bible Study Podcast. We'll open up in a prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you, Lord, for your wonderful grace and love. And we thank you, Lord, that you're with us and that these words, Lord, that you give us is something we can put in our hearts and use for your glory. Lift you up and give you the honor. In your blessed name we beg. Amen. Behold your mother. How Jesus honored his mother at the cross. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciples whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciples, Behold your mother. And that's John 19, 26 and 27. Has someone ever done more for the mother than Jesus? Nope. Not only did he, as God, come and dwell among us as a man, to live and die, to make the wives and mothers coherent with their husbands as the grace of life, as we see in 1 Peter 3 and 7. Not only did he pour out his spirit to empower Christian mothers as they fulfill the highest calling in the world, not only did he treat women differently in, than the rabbis did of that generation, who wouldn't even speak to women in public, to his disciples' amazements, like in John 4 and 27, he talked with the Sumerian woman, with Mary Magdalene, with the Sanfomiasin woman, with the, his dearly loved friends Mary and Martha, setting in motion a healing of sins against the women. As John Piper said, where Christianity has become deeply rooted, the treatment of women has improved manifestly. Jesus added this particular honor to his mother, even when he hung from the nails in agony on the cross. In the very midst of being publicly tortured to death, he paused to honor his mother. He beholds her. First, he saw her. And what horror did he see on her face as she looked upon him being crucified on the cross? Not only did he behold her, he began to give his attention to her. He focused on her with his words in one of the seven recorded sayings from the cross made provisions for her after his death. Not just any provision, but he entrusted her to his disciples whom he loved. In the very midst of being publicly tortured to death, Jesus paused to honor his mother. Have more sanctified words ever been uttered then instituted a motherhood than these from the tree at Calvary. The God who himself took on the human flesh and took up residence in a woman's womb for nine months, nursed at her breasts and heard the scriptures from her mouth and learned the fundamentals of human life under her care. The very life of Jesus testifies to the sanctification of motherhood. And then here at his death, he goes even further. The pain at the cross in his own physical body alone would have been enough to occupy his full consciousness without any excuses. It would have been no sin to bear the agony in silence. Then more than that came the uttered anguish in his soul as he drew near to the precept of sensing separation of his, to his eternal father. When he was suffering in the garden while he was praying to God, his sweat became as drops of blood in the garden. Beyond the unspeakable agony came the taunts and jeers and disgust from the crowds. 
The snake's venom spewed from the mouths of his own kinship. The people that he had just praised him as he came through town, not a couple days later, earlier, a couple days earlier, not just from his own nation, but from their leaders, the chief priests, the elders, and the scribes and the Pharisees, those that he came to try to correct the church, and they didn't have any need for him, didn't even recognize who he was. He saved others. Why can't he not save himself? Let him come down from that cross, and then we will believe him. He trusts in God. Let God deliver him now, if he desires him. The robbers who were crucified with him also reveled with him in that same way. They yelled and screamed at him too. And then one turned and asked for salvation, which was granted. And yet in the midst of the unequal distress and rejection, as his own people standing up against him unjustly, and as he prepares to meet his own father, he put all that pain and torture and the sins of the world upon him, but yet he loved his mother. He honored his mother. More than 30 years before that, the angel Gabriel had met with her, and Luke 1:28 said, O favored one, the Lord is with you. He had indeed been with her through these three decades, and that was striking fulfillment even as Jesus died. Still, he was with her, especially in the last three years. She had thought of the great angelic promise where being realized. He would be a great, and he would be this called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. In his kingdom, there will be no end. That's Luke 1, 32 and 33. Long ago, she had asked in faith, how will this be? Now did her eyes look upon to heaven and ask, how will this be? How will he reign over Jacob's house forever, with no end to his kingdom, as he dies there at the hand of Caesar on the cross? The very life of Christ testifies to the sanctification of motherhood. How often had she remembered the words, Nothing will be impossible with God, from Luke 1.37. Did she have it in her to recall this even as her newborn son was being publicly crucified before her very eyes? Would it come to her mind as she had tried to sleep that night, or even she lingered in horror and grief all that day Saturday, which must have seemed like the longest day in history? She had said to the angels, Behold, I am thy servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And that's Luke 1.38. And so, like mother, like son, we've seen in the garden, Mary's son found his own way by echoing these same words that his mother said and expressing her submission, saying, Not my will, but yours be done. Luke 22 and 42. Her legacy of glad submission and heartfelt obedience had came to Jesus. First at the age of 12, as he went down with his parents, and they came to Nazareth and was submissive to the truth in Luke 2 and 51. Then as a man, he learned obedience through what he had suffered, Hebrews 5 and 8. Now she watched as he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death even death on the cross, Philippians 2 and 8. Soon she would learn that by one of man's obedience, the many will be made righteous, but not yet. 
That's Romans 5.19. Standing there at the cross, she remembered the words of Simeon that must have haunted her all of her life. The sword will pierce through your own soul also. Luke 2.35 A sword will pierce me also, meaning your son will be pierced. Under God, she raised the man who was God. And even now, in his greatest agony, even as he writhes with the humiliation, extended excruciation, his soul, his soul does not curve inward to nurse the pain, but he opens up outward to the one that had nursed him. Here in the greatest victim that ever had known people's sins, retreated not into himself and to his suffering, he didn't sulk or pout about it. He was not consumed by his own trauma, but he looked beyond himself to make provisions for this woman, for his mother. The woman who so humbly and diligently and ordinarily served the very Son of Heaven in earthly ways. From this conception and the birth and from the utter humiliation and execution, she was there. We know that mothers sometimes go through the darkest and the deepest with their family, with the people that they love. The mother will stand there and say, it's okay, I'm here for you. God became human through Mary, through his mother, Jesus' mother, but through the decades of guidance, nurture, and prayer. So in the moments before he breathed his last, Jesus turns to his beloved disciples and ensures to his mother will have to entangle the care even after he's gone. Never was Jesus more human and never was he more divine than at that moment, in this place, and at that time, when he spoke to three simple words, Behold your mother. Today and every day, we'd like to let you know that we're honored to you that are parents to someone, the ones that you're raising. You don't have to be genetically connected to these people. You love them the same. You raise them and you care for them. A parent's love will go even into the darkest places, and we honor you for that. Today, we honor mothers and we thank mothers for their things that they do and the duties that they perform selfishly. Lord, we thank you, Lord Jesus, and we lift you up and we give you the honor and the glory. And we thank you, those uh, that you had a plan when you made Adam and Eve to uh, have a mother and a father. Amen. I want to take a minute to talk to you about Buzzsprout. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new market or a channel, may I suggest that you share your thoughts and your ideas with the world. And it's just so fun to have a talk show Podcasting is very easy, inexpensive, and a fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Within minutes of finishing each recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. And a team that they have at Buzzsprout is passionate in helping you succeed. They want you to succeed. Join with over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Let's go ahead and create something together. God bless you.
Let me tell you about a new product that you probably need to go check out. It's called Talking Jesus Doll at JesusDoll.com. If you use my promo code Steve Kitts at checkout, they'll give you an extra 10% off. With all the woke culture going out affecting kids with cartoons and toys, they're trying to separate your kids and your grandkids from the family and from God. I recommend that you introduce Jesus to your kids as early as possible. That's why we're partnering with the Talking Jesus Doll. It's a plush doll that talks. When you squeeze the hand, it speaks ten phrases that Jesus said in the Bible, from the Lord's Prayer to John 3.16 and everything in between. With everything that's going on, it's important to introduce our children to the love and the lessons that Jesus had for many years. I love this product and so does everyone else. The reviews are amazing and kids are learning the Bible verses and using the doll to minister to others. If you have kids, grandkids, nieces, and nephews, this is a perfect gift for them. It could be for Easter, birthdays, and even Christmas. Teach your kids about the Lord. Go to JesusDoll.com and use the promo code SteveKids for 10% off and God bless you.